Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey guys, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this afternoon with a special guest. Her name is Crystal Sliman, and I've known Crystal now for a few years, and I've always known her to be a DJ. I've known her to work in marketing, and most recently, she is now pivoting into um, health, wellness, personal training and coaching. So I'm excited to have her on as a guest and I hope that you will find value um, in her shares and in this podcast. So tune in and let us know what you think. Enjoy. Hey, Crystal. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time and being here. So tell me, what's going on? What did you do today? Oh my gosh. Well, I started my day off with, I wanted to get some cardio in outside. So uh, I went out there, I got like maybe a 20, 25 minute brisk power walk in just to kind of get the blood flowing, but it was super cold out and the sun was nowhere to be seen. So I was a little bummed, but I mean, it's beautiful now outside. It's super sunny. And uh, I was out there just not, not too long ago, just trying to enjoy the day. Yeah. And I mean, the sun doesn't have to predict how much we enjoy it, right? Or no, absolutely not. But uh, it does make it a little better. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thanks so much again for coming on. I'm just curious what you're drinking with me today. Okay, so you're going to laugh at me as most of my friends tease me every time we do a little group video chat. I am drinking water and hydrating because I just had a pretty intense uh, rowing workout. So I, uh, I didn't want to get too wild right now. <laughs> totally respect that. I'm actually drinking water and a Coke. Um, oh, there you go. At the same time. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, no, half the time when I'm doing my podcast, I'm always drinking water because it's just what I need at that time. So I totally respect it. Um, so I wanted to bring you on because I've known you for a while now and, um, and I've known about what you do and the other thing I've also known about you is your passion for health and fitness and wellness. Yeah. But it's not necessarily your work right now. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that um, and getting into it. But before we do that, can you tell me, just tell me more about yourself as a person, as a human being? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's such a fun question. I feel being asked that now, just the more I'm kind of getting into my own groove, the older I get. But um, you know, my life really does revolve a lot around health and fitness and, you know, one way or the other, I'm always trying to just keep active, whether it's a really intense 
you know, CrossFit session, or I'm just going for a walk. I'm, I'm always just trying to stay active and stay healthy because I, I do really find and believe the older I'm getting, um, health really is wealth. And I think especially during obviously these really trying times throughout the world right now, you know, we can see how valuable health is. So I don't really want to define that as maybe who I am, but I really, I will say it is a big part of who I am, just trying to stay healthy, stay active, and uh, really just trying to motivate others as well, whether it's nutrition, physical fitness, even mental health, you know, it's obviously super important um, as well. But uh, kind of moving careers around right now. I currently, um, I work full time in marketing right now. I've been, I've been doing that for almost five years. So I work for an engineering automations type company. Uh, it's been great. It was uh, a great stepping stone out of university to be able to find work full time, you know, which isn't obviously not always easy. So at that time when I had graduated about five, five years ago, five and a half years ago, I was working in radio as well. So I kind of transitioned out of radio as a career in more as a volunteer based kind of situation. So um, I have been hosting as well on the side, my own radio show this July will actually be, I believe I want to say six years, which is crazy. I haven't actually thought about that. So I just said that out loud now I'm like, wow, six years. That's crazy. But um, I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, from CJAM, so that's the radio station um, I host a radio show on. The last, I'd say about year, but in specific the last four or five months, I've been a little bit on a hiatus from hosting the weekly radio show just because I've been really focusing on my podcast. So I know I kind of just took you all over the map from fitness to marketing to radio to my podcast, but it kind of encompasses, I mean, the question of, you know, explaining who I am and kind of what I've been up to. Yeah, and I think that's, I love that because I don't think we should define ourselves in just one way, right? Um, we can define ourselves in many different ways, not just by what we do, but uh, also by the purpose in which we're being pulled to do those things in, right? Absolutely. Um, motivating, encouraging people all the time. So I, I was just curious, though, why did you um, get into radio only on a, a volunteer basis? Like, what made you? rethink that and go in as a volunteer? Well, what happened was I, um, I graduated from the University of Windsor with a degree in communications, media and film. So in my last year of the program, I discovered the, the university had a campus-based radio station. So at that time, you know, we're talking 2013, 2012, 2013, um, CGM wasn't like they were popular locally, but they weren't as much put on the map in terms of campus radio as they are now. So I had heard about them in my last, specifically my last semester before I graduated. And I had reached out to the program director at the time and, you know, set up a meeting with him and we chatted and he was like, you know what, you can record a demo and um, basically we'll go from there. So I had recorded the demo, but I had already had about a year year and a half of DJing experience under my belt. So it really helped when he saw how seamless I was on the soundboards and on the mixers, you know, just transitioning songs and talking over the, you know, over audio basically. And they were pretty impressed. So they're like, you know what, we'll give you a shot. Like you can, you know, choose whatever genres you want, or if you want to do a spoken word and then, uh, you know, basically go from there, you almost have like 100% creative control. So that's kind of how I got into radio. And it really fit well with what I was doing in terms of DJing at that time, they kind of complemented each other. And at that time, specifically, I'm in Windsor, and I don't really want to say 100% because I don't know that for sure. But um, there weren't many women doing on air radio or DJing. So I feel like that gave me a little bit of um, a competitive advantage, but it also encouraged me. I also, it also gave me confidence, I guess, because I felt like, well, there's not a lot of women doing this. I mean, it's a little more male dominated. So why not just, you know, go for it. And to be honest, it kind of just took off from there. The show became super popular. Um, there also wasn't a lot of electronic hip hop shows on the radio at that time so I think it kind of it just happened at a perfect time where they almost needed it and it and it kind of just built a fan base from there so I kept it going even after I graduated 
even after I started working in marketing. And to be honest, the marketing kind of helped me in a sense because it, you know, taught me new skills to market myself and the radio show itself too. So it kind of just took off from there and it became just a very big passion that I truly love doing. That's so cool. And I love how you kind of basically um, said that it was all timing, that it all just kind of at the time, something related to something else. And it just kind of led to this and it opened you up and yeah. further developed yourself, which I think is super interesting. Yeah. I really believe in the power of that. I think sometimes we can, we try to control too much when it comes to um, what we want to do or, you know, jobs, for example, that we bank on getting and things like that. And then we don't realize the bigger picture, mm-hmm. maybe the greater reason for why things work out and why they don't at that time. Right. So it sounds like you always saw like the silver lining and everything along the way. Yeah. And you know what, especially along the way, I always had this glimmer of hope. My biggest dream passion career was to work in radio. So I actually did along the way work two different contract positions that CJM was able to gather grants through the government, um, which was really amazing. So I gained a ton of experience working at the radio station and I loved it. Like there was a point where I was working and it wasn't a full-time position, but I was there almost full-time because even on my off times, I would just be helping out or, you know, planning the next interview I was going to do or the next, you know, music festival I was going to go to and try to get as much live content as I could. So there was a moment in time where I was just so submerged in it and I absolutely loved it. And then on top of it, I was DJing too. So I was getting my foot in the door with my name as a DJ and lots of people were really blown away because it was, Oh my gosh, it was a, it was a girl that was DJing, which isn't unheard of, but I mean, still pretty rare. I find even nowadays I have people still reaching out to me, asking me to DJ certain events just due to the fact that I'm a a woman and they, and they want that look, they want that image. They think it will sell more tickets or it'll gather more people. So I find that a little, it makes me laugh a little bit just because the day and age we're in now, I'm like, really? That's so tacky. Like people still get wowed by a woman DJing, but I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Have you, have you accepted those offers? I'm just curious. I have like, I mean, I have in the past, but to be honest, my schedule is just my life has changed so much over the past few years, but my schedule in specific, um, I find it a little harder to be able to take on as many extra events as I once used to. And I, and I think that's big, big factor of that is due to DJing is not my, my big focus or my passion and my career the way I wanted maybe five or six years ago. So things really do change yeah. over time, you know? So you kind of have grown in a way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I still, you know, I still love DJing and if somebody's having to get together or an event, you know, I, I don't mind. I'll, I'll jump on the turntables. It's so much fun for me now. It's, I, I have fun with it. So it's, it's a good time, but, um, I don't see myself doing that as a career full time anymore. It just doesn't fit my schedule or, you know, my lifestyle anymore. I'm not so cliche, but I'm not 23 anymore, you know, <laughs> working uh, part-time and following the dream of DJing. I'm a little older now trying to settle some roots in and kind of get my life underway, but I still do enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I can totally get that. And it's not even like necessarily saying it's a younger person's career in that way, but I think who you were at that time at that age yes, is what it represents. And now you're at a different stage in your life, maybe. That's and- right. Yeah, it sounds like you're, you're embracing more and you're expanding yourself more. So that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit was kind of, um, you know, this expansion that you're, you're doing, you're kind of um, more now, I think you've always been into health and wellness and lifestyle uh, transformation, but I think now you're embodying it um, from what I'm seeing on your social media, for example, um, Mm -hmm. and talking to you. So can you tell me now, like what made you like what made you decide this was it and what made you decide to pivot um, at this point into like personal training and, you know, fitness, nutritional coaching? Well, you know what? It's so funny because I, I can never just take it back to one specific thing or one specific moment, but so many things kind of fell into place in my life. And at, you know, throughout the last five or six years, when I really dedicated myself to health and wellness and fitness and consistent exercise, um, I didn't realize what was missing out of my life. And I was one of those people for as long as I can remember, always 
would start a diet and then stop it and then start and stop. And I could never, I just never understood what I was doing wrong. You know, I would try to lose weight or I would try to get fit or healthy. And I just, I don't know. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I think that's why I struggled so much with it. So when I finally something clicked and I was just able to get myself super healthy, I was able to drop the weight I needed to lose and make it a lifestyle something over the years really kept sticking with me. And I always had this voice in my head saying, oh gosh, it would be my dream to, to train. It would be my dream to be like a full-time, you know, personal trainer or nutritional coach. I always had this notion, but in my head, I always told myself, you know what, probably not going to happen. It's not attainable. Uh, it's not going to help you, you know, survive long-term. And it's so silly because I look back now and I'm like, why did I ever think that? Like something just clicked along the way. And I was like, no, I want to do this. And I just kind of went full force and signed up for the proper program to get certified in all these areas. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when people say they just had like something click, that's, yeah. that's how I felt with so many, so many big things that have happened in my life that I've accomplished it's always been when something has clicked in my, in my head, like somebody can tell me a million times and I can understand it, but until something changes in my thought process, it's, it's so strange. Like I've never been able to achieve it, but then once it clicks, it's like, boom, like I'm just able to get it done. I kind of picture it almost in the way you're describing it as almost when the, the positive, um, encouraging or self-encouraging talk outweighs the negative self-talk. Yes. Sounds like you struggled with, um, you know, say like you struggled with your dream being like, this is what I would love to do. Cause I've now experienced the benefit of that. How great would it be to help others experience the benefit of that mm -hmm. and that's the dream. But then um, the negative self-talk would kick in and it was like, who are you to, to do that for others? Right. Who are you to have that kind of success? Who are you to, you know? And so I think the more we infiltrate ourselves with one or the other, mm -hmm starts to kind of like outweigh each other, right? And um, I know you and I have been talking about this for a while, right? I, I've known this about you for a while that you were yeah. go in this direction, but it was like, you know, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to just say, I'm going to do it and just do it. Um, I know for myself too, like I'm somebody who's, I, I'm okay with taking risk, but I'm somebody who's pretty calculated about it. Like I need yeah. to know kind of what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm getting into, how much investment would it, would it uh, involve from me and things like that. So, um, so yeah, so when you say it clicks, it's almost like everything you've put into wanting to do it, uh, whether it's, you know, thinking about it, whether it's talking to other people, whether it's any um, self-learning you've done on it, um, I think has kind of just reached its point. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go now. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I absolutely. You know, it just, it almost, for me anyways, I, anything I've ever done, that's been kind of a bigger decision. I've always just had to think about it time and time again, do my research, but then something usually just clicks and I'm just like ready to go. And then usually, usually it works out. Yeah. And I was going to say timing seems to favor you. So, <laughs> you know, you've got to trust that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And yeah. that's the other thing too, like you kind of touched on, um, how you had your own transformation. Uh, wellness wise and physically um, and what I'm noticing in your social now as you're starting on this journey yourself is that you're sharing more about your own emotions and feelings during your transformation because you still are undergoing your own physical and health transformation um, as well and you share that um, so can you tell me more like when I go on social media I can see people just deliver content, deliver yeah. content and not be as um, vulnerable about it or as open about it and how it affects them personally. But I find you do an amazing job at sharing both. Like, well, yeah. You know, but you're good at being like openly expressive about how you're going through the process. Well, you know, for me, I just feel I need something that's relatable as a consumer or as a viewer or you know, whatever it is for me personally, I've always been somebody that I, I like people that are relatable. I, you know, and just regarding fitness and specific and health. Okay. I'll give you the best example. I just started um, work doing CrossFit about three and a half months ago. So I had been a regular gym rat for the last like six years, you know, throw me in a gym with plates and, you know, steel and all that crap. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally a veteran in it. I know how to do everything in the gym and not to sound arrogant, but I 
typically wouldn't need a personal trainer to help me. You know what I mean? I can basically kick my own butt. And it's a very humbling experience to be put into a different setting that's also fitness. And the first time I walked into the CrossFit gym, um, there was a class going on and I always talk about this with my one coach there and we laugh about it because there was maybe like 20 people in the class and they were doing kind of a barbell exercise. So they're cleaning the barbell from the floor all the way up above their head and then dropping it. So you're hearing these barbells and this metal slamming into the floor and it's very intimidating walking into something like that. Right. So starting off like in that type of environment where I'm like, wow, I have all this experience, but I am so lost. So it was very humbling to walk into something like that. And then also just the, the relatableness of the coach that set me up and we did like types type of like foundations uh, classes just to learn all this specific Olympic style lifting, things like that. What really drew me to ended up signing up. And now I, I love it so much was the, everybody there was so relatable. Nobody went above anybody else. Like the, the most fittest people at that gym right. were at, at my level with everything. You know, if I was only able to do, gosh, I don't know. I'm just going to think of an example, overhead squats. If I could only clean a 35 pounds over my head to do overhead squats, I had the fittest person in the gym encouraging me and talking me up like, no, Crystal, you did amazing. And for me, that's the relatable stuff that goes a long way. And I, and I feel like as a person, that's what always draws me to certain people or certain things. So, you know, going back to the social stuff that I've been posting for me, I just want people to feel like I am a relatable person. I am still going through my own fitness journey and I I don't think I'll ever stop. I don't think, and I don't know, I don't speak for people that are extremely fit and healthy, but for me, I don't think I would ever be like, yeah, I'm good now. I'm always going to be striving towards another goal and keeping myself consistent and healthy in in every single area. So I, I think that's why my posts seem so maybe relatable or have that little bit of emotion to them. It's not just delivering content. I, I know I posted, um, I posted something about rowing a few weeks ago, which I, I can't remember in specific, but I think I posted a few facts about it, but maybe I think I also talked about why I liked it so much. And, you know, it, uh, it's a really humbling experience when you jump into these exercises that absolutely like they kill me. Like there's, there's times during these certain movements that I'm doing where I'm just in my head, like talking myself off the ledge, like just keep going, just keep going. But I, I want to quit. And those are the moments that I look back on and I want to be able to share with others because I have friends that see me and they're like, you're so motivated and gosh, you've been so healthy, you know, during the self-isolation, you've been eating like junky foods and you've been so healthy and working out every day. And I'm just like, yeah, but guys, I have my days too, where I wake up and I don't want to do anything. And I just want a bag of chips and I want to watch friends and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to move around. But those are the experiences I think I like to take into the one-on-one stuff, just because I want to show that I'm really relatable. Like it's okay to have those emotions and feel like you need to quit or you need to stop because feelings, feelings are fickle. And I think if you can push through that, it's a mental game. And then you can always usually come out on the other side, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I, I love how you said that you don't think you'll ever stop the journey of transformation. Mm-hmm. I think that's big because I think we all, even short-term or long-term pursuit, we have a pursuit and once we achieve it, we kind of let momentum ride for a bit and we just kind of let things coast for a bit. and. Um, sometimes it just completely backfires, right? And you have a setback and it's hard to get yourself back to where you were. Um, While I think we can't always be at peak all the time, and I get that, I think we need to have that awareness to know that whether we have that peak or not, right? And I think the awareness around it is probably the most transformative part around it. So if you like you said, you know, those days where you just want to have a bag of chips and lounge, you're yep. consciously doing it and intentionally doing it, knowing that you're doing it and knowing the, the risks of doing it, but also knowing that it's what you need right now. And it's what makes you feel good right now. But you've gotten to the point um, in your identity where that won't become your norm, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not a positive habit for you, but it's at that time, maybe one you need to indulge in or, or whatnot, right? We all have those moments. Of course. I agree. And, and I, I know that one time when I was um, 
um, sharing my health and uh, fitness journey too, I remember somebody saying to me, somebody I'd met with, and he had said to me, he goes, you know, Jed, nobody can relate to you. You know, kind of like, that's why you're not building your business in a way. This was years, a few years ago. And I thought, really? I'm like, no one can relate to me. And he, because he saw me in a different light. He saw me as someone that was always like eating healthy, always working out, always doing, right. that, always doing that. And it was like, well, is that all I'm showing? Like he kind of made me think differently about what I was showing. Yeah. But I had to, I was almost offended at the time because I'm like, um, I've started where everybody started at some point, right? But I've also grown and that's kind of where I want to take people. That was my goal at the time was to help people grow themselves so that they could start to transform themselves. And that's kind of where I am now, but I'm now sharing a little bit more too about my own personal journey through that as well. And it's not just health and fitness anymore for me. It's pretty much everything. Um, you know, in terms of my professional life and my personal life. So, um, and that just takes time, right? And like, it takes time to just kind of be yourself more and to share that with people, I find. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Does, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad you found a community now that you can totally rely on and learn from and grow from. It's kind of like, it just sounds like it's just a natural step for you in this direction, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's been going great. And, you know, I just... I, I know what it's like to be on the other side. I know what it's like to be stuck in every single way, shape, and form, physically, mentally, emotionally. And I know what it's like to overcome it. So I feel that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to go into this as a full-time career is I want to help that person who is so intimidated to step foot in a gym or the person who wants to be so nutritionally healthy and they don't know what they're doing wrong because I was that person once upon a time and you know I didn't really have anybody to help me and I've been through those mental and emotional struggles and I just want to help people see how easy it really can be and just the small changes the small steps they they're the foundation and I think they go a long way you know what I mean and customizing it to them absolutely just based on like not comparing themselves to others right I think is so big too in this industry oh my gosh for people because we're just so bombarded and it, people make health and wellness look easy um and they sensationalize it in a way uh when it's when it's really not and like there's a lot of learning curves that happen. oh absolutely and you know what the cookie cutter image that the fitness industry once upon a time put out there is you know in my opinion it's absolutely bs i think there are people that are extremely healthy that may physically from a uh, first glance don't look really fit but you know what they're you know more fit than me right. I've, I've seen people that are a little heavier than me or a little they look a little less fit than me that can blow me out of the water with, you know, burpees or going for a run. So it doesn't always mean like physical appearance. Um, I always like to put this, put it this way. Um, the scale, I always tell people use it as a guideline. Don't make it an everyday habit and a, and an obsession. Just keep it there kind of just like to keep you in check, but don't rely on it. So it's kind of the same with physical appearance. I think if you're being consistent with your nutrition and your exercise, I truly believe like losing weight or looking fit is a byproduct of it. If that makes sense, it'll eventually happen. Yeah, it's a journey. And I think people have to embrace it as that and not see it as a short term thing right well, that's the thing right you can play it like, short term like you could lose weight short term you could sure. do that, but I've been there and I know that that's not healthy no. <laughs> those who've been there know that it's not healthy but those aren't the things you, you hear about right as much absolutely um, they just make it all look so easily achievable um, you know if you just buy my program and if you just download <laughs> the workout and you know and it's like there's so much more though <laughs> than that well, you know what? I did a podcast um, maybe three or four months ago now, I think it was, I think it's called keto versus everybody. Cause I had uh, tried the ketogenic diet last year. I did it for 90 days straight. Yeah. Uh, and that's a whole other, other topic. Cause you know, there's a lot, lot to say about that, yeah. but, um, it's just funny cause there's such a smoke and mirrors aspect to, um, cutting out carbs or cutting out sugar or doing this or doing that. And at the end of the day, everybody takes differently to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we have all those choices. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's no. a good thing if you just have to look at it that way. But Absolutely. no one should feel compelled to do 
what doesn't work for them. I've had uh, coaches in the past that have been pretty cookie cutter, but you don't know it until you go through it, right? And until you grow out of it and you see um, kind of like you have, you can be empowered through your fitness um, coaching journey, right? Like as the, as the consumer, as the client, I can be empowered through that journey rather than just constantly being guided through it and just trusting that alone. I kind yeah. of have to trust your own instincts through it too, right? Absolutely, you do. So, and I can tell that you're about that because of, because of you sharing your vulnerability through it too, that you would be openly responsive to someone who shares their struggles through it as opposed to just saying, well, you know, you know, we, you know, I've laid out a plan and if you just follow the plan, <laughs> you know, it'll just, it'll just magically happen. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like you'd be open to all of the factors that affect their well-being. Like, oh my gosh, of course, the biological factors or psychological. So, which is awesome. Um, tell me about a point in your life. It could be your personal life, your professional life when you, you realized, and you said there was a click there. But when you realize like there had to be more, like there has to be more right now. And in my opinion, like in healthcare, we, we kind of call that burnout, right? Where yeah. we're starting to feel more emotionally exhausted compared to the investment we're putting into our careers and stuff. But can you recognize a time when that happened? Yeah, you know, I don't think it was one specific time. I think it's been going on for the last few years in my life where I realized I was waking up every day and kind of just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean, you know, going through the motions of going to my job, kind of being stagnant with my work in the sense of pretty much the same repetitive work day in, day out. So there wasn't much challenging uh, creativity, anything like that going on. And then even my workouts, I found, you know, I'm the type of person I, after work right away, I hit the gym before I come home and I found even my workouts were lagging and I, and I couldn't figure it out. And I think even me, you and I might've even spoken about that a year ago. And I said to you, you know, I, I'm not even really feeling that challenge. I don't know. Like I just felt like I was so conditioned to so many things and it was kind of over time. And then I think that's kind of when I realized as well, I wanted to get into a different career um, just in terms of doing something I'm passionate about just solely for that. And then it was kind of over time, to be honest, I was just like, there's got to be more than I get it, like work is work. And you know, not everybody loves what they do. But at the same time, I thought, I have so much just passion and so much to offer, I feel and not just exercise, but nutrition and wellness. Like I, there's so many things I'm passionate about that I would love to get dive into and work on and be creative. And I think it kind of just was a progress. It happened over time and kind of brought me to be honest to where I am now where I'm actually uh, currently in the process of getting certified in uh, like four different areas. So it's pretty exciting, but it, it, it took time to get there. Yeah. And that's awesome. And you notice how you said it kind of spilled into your physical scheduling too yeah. why are my workouts sucking all of a sudden but you were kind of in it for a while right like you said you you grinded through yeah that. and and to be honest like it it, uh, it took an effect on me personally because then my workouts were kind of sucking and I'm the type of person where and again everybody's different but I'm the type of person where when I'm all in I'm all in so when I'm consistently crushing it every day physically in the gym my nutrition's on point. Like, you know, my close family and my, my mom and my boyfriend will always joke and say like, if Crystal's eating it, then if Crystal thinks it's healthy and eating it, then you, you're good. You don't even have to look at the nutrition facts, you know, like they always, they always chirp me. Cause like, Oh, I don't eat, I don't, I eat too clean basically. But, and there was a point where I didn't even, I wasn't even really trying to eat clean. Cause I felt like I didn't care because my workouts were so, I had no motivation. And, you know, looking back now, just talking to you about it, I, I realized it was just all an effect of the monotony of going through the motions and not right. feeling like I had more to offer. Right. And that's pretty much like exactly what you just said, right? You're just going through the motions and you finally realized you were just going through the motions eventually. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing about burnout is it just, it doesn't hit us until, um, you know, it's just gone too far. Right. And so part of the reason why I do this podcast is for people to identify the signs early on or as early as possible and make them aware of it mm -hmm. so that they can make changes or seek help or shift things a bit. Um, because I do think identifying it when you're in it 
is sometimes really hard to do. So like you and I talking during that time was probably helpful. Um, like just kind of trying to um, understand yourself a bit more, right? And that's really, Absolutely. and we think the answer is sometimes outside of us. Like we think it's, we got to do more of this or we got to do more of that or we got to learn more about this. Like I know when I was going through my um, moments of burnout and when I'm working in healthcare that I would take more courses thinking that, that it was a lack of knowledge on my part. That was the reason why, um, you know, I was feeling that way when really it was more within me that was going on rather than what I knew or didn't know. Right. So yeah, so really profound. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I know for sure. So how do you um, balance currently? Like, so this is one of the struggles I find um, when I've chatted with people um, in the fitness industry and the coaching industry, um, and even in healthcare in general myself, um, how do you balance your own health and well-being when you are going to start coaching others to do that like finding that you're not consumed only in giving 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 of yourself making sure that there's enough for you too right well i think that's kind of a fine line you want to really make sure i guess you don't cross in terms of neglecting your own health but i find for me if i am keeping consistent with you know my nutrition and my exercise my movements I find it's easier to help others. And I, and I always use the example of, you know, if I'm going to go get my makeup done by a makeup artist and their makeup, they don't have makeup on or their makeup doesn't look that great. I guess to an extent, like you have to talk the talk, walk the walk. Does that make sense? Like have integrity. Absolutely. Like I'm not going to be, I'm not going to try to help out others if I'm not helping myself out because I don't think it's, it's impactful or it's honest. And I, I think there's, for me personally, I, I think it's just really monitoring and understanding yourself as an individual. Like I know how much I can handle. I, I know like my endurance and how much I can go through um, mentally and physically. I know how much I can run myself down till I hit a wall where I'm like, okay, I have to stop. So I think that's a big deal in terms of, you know, making sure you don't burn out trying to help others. If that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, so kind of just keeping tabs on yourself. Absolutely. Um, I think even you going through this whole journey up until now has already prepared you for that in some way, right? No, absolutely. Like I know, I know my limits and I think that's a big deal. I, I've, I've had, this is just a quick example, but I've, there's been moments, um, obviously months ago when, um, the world was at a little bit of more of a normality. I've had moments where I had done two workouts at the gym, uh, CrossFit workouts. And then I've had one of my best friends message me and say, you know what, I'm up for a workout. And, you know, maybe that's somebody who hasn't hit the gym in months and she's kind of been going through her own struggles. And when she messaged me and was like, you know, I want to go to the gym. Do you think you could meet me there? Instantly, I was like, absolutely. And I literally jumped in the car after crushing two workouts in the CrossFit gym where like I was literally a zombie and I jumped over to the gym and another gym and I jumped in with her and we crushed a workout together and she felt so great and you know she was so happy and thankful and for me I was so happy to help but also I knew my limits I knew I was up for another workout and you know I was sure I was tired at the end and you know I was done for the day but I was able to do that and I think knowing your limits really helps too because you know how much you can give of yourself without burning out yeah absolutely and i agree so would you say in a sense um that you've got you've also kind of going into this um career so that you can design your life the way you kind of want to uh for your own well-being as well yeah absolutely i think it really helps um the more knowledge and the more experiences you go through and for me this is the lifestyle i, I really really enjoy um I just, I love being active. I just, I, I almost sometimes can't sit still where my neighbors always see me. I'm out for a walk every like hour. <laughs> so, you know, like I just, I love it. And it really helps. My boyfriend is super active as well. So we kind of shared the similar interests. Um, we're a very active couple. We're a very like more health conscious couple where we're always trying to, you know, I'm usually cooking super healthy meals and he really appreciates that because he trains really hard as well in different areas. So I think it helps building that type of life and that lifestyle as well. 
Um, You know, but looking back on my unhealthy habits, the thought of me living my life the way I used to gives me anxiety. (laughs) Like I would never want to be like that again. Well, that's fair though. Like that's, um, yeah, I think that's a growth moment. It's, uh, you know, even having those physical signs of, of how that felt, which is producing anxiety, for example. Absolutely. Uh, that when you're out for walks and being active with your boyfriend, that gives you calmness and peace and joy, which yeah, and it's encouraging. More. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as you're journeying through and getting certified right now and doing all the work, like you're working, you're doing this, you're taking care of yourself. Um, can you tell me about your overall vision that you have for when you become certified and you become coaching others? What's your vision for yourself? Um, I really just want to stay true to who I am. I I just want to stay, I want to stay relatable and I want to stay honest and consistent with everything I do. I want to, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk, however that saying goes. Um, I, I truly hope for myself and for my future, if I ever have children and, you know, going forward, I want to stay the best version of me. And I know my best version mentally, emotionally, physically is when I am just on the straight and narrow of, you know, eating consistently healthy and clean. And that's not to say I don't have a cheat day or cheat meal. Of course I do. I'm human. But, you know, my vision for myself as a personal trainer and overall just human being is I really just want to stay consistent and stay true to what I believe and what I believe in and really just work hard. I want to work hard and I want to help others. I want to help as many people as I possibly can, whether it's something as small as doing a push up all the way to totally changing your, your, your nutrition and your diet around and creating that maybe mental clarity, whatever it is, I just really want to stay consistent. And, um, I always want to be approachable. I never want to get to the point where people feel intimidated to, have a workout with me or, or have me, you know, one-on-one train them. I always want to be super approachable no matter where I get in this journey, if that makes sense, you know? I think that's the key. I think when you get into um, healthcare of any sort, mm-hmm. you have, you, like you said, your goal is to help as many people as possible, but also to make yourself approachable so that people will approach you and reach out to you for assistance. I totally agree. I think um, relationships are everything as much as we know knowledge wise about what we're doing and and why we design the plan we design for people. um, I think that's because we know them, right? We we base that on what we know of them and the connection that we have with them. Um, And that's kind of where I think the magic happens that I'm sure you'll see in the future when you start um, coaching and training your clients. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, What is your advice to those who like might be right now struggling, who are stuck um, to find their purpose and kind of break through those crossroads? Well, you know what, if um, I'll give a few examples, if you're struggling maybe nutrition wise and you just don't know what to do, start with small changes. And I find, I find for myself personally, if I were to flip the switch completely on um, my nutrition when I wasn't healthy and, and I did try just totally changing everything at once, that was why I always failed because it wasn't sustainable long-term. So some advice maybe for somebody who's nutritionally trying to get a little healthier, you know, um, if you drink, you know, pop, cut that out of your diet for one week and just see how you feel. Switch to water. If you are used to having bread with your dinner or, you know, your sandwich or whatever, maybe just take the top bun off and leave the bottom bun. And I know that sounds silly, but it's little small steps like that. When you eliminate certain things slowly, you start realizing, oh, like, oh, this is totally doable. Or I really didn't need that extra, I don't know, pop or that extra bun on my chicken burger do you know what I mean little like steps like that in in nutrition instead of overwhelming yourself and cutting everything completely out cold turkey I find personally that never worked for me and it was when I um, held myself accountable and I started measuring my foods out so I bought a kitchen scale a digital kitchen scale that really helped because I was able to actually weigh out my food and be like okay this is 30 grams of whatever this is, or this is four ounces and, you know, measuring cups as well. This is half a cup of rice because when you free pour, you don't know how much you're eating. And it was little things like that, that made me more aware. So I was like, wow, okay, it's actually doable. It's just small steps. So nutrition wise, I, I would definitely suggest holding yourself more accountable and 
making smaller changes, but you know, like physical, physical changes, if you're not used to exercising or you don't know what to start doing, especially at times like now where it's springtime and the weather's, you know, starting to take a turn for the better, get outside and just, even if you can jump in your backyard or your front yard or around the block, just go for a walk. Just see, see, you know, see how you feel, get some fresh air, stretch. Stretching is absolutely incredible. You can do that inside your house in front of the TV (laughs) and it feels great. You know what I mean? Um, and one final thing I will say that helped me a lot and people always find this so funny because it's, it's so like not a big deal. But when I really got on the fitness journey and I was trying to find new workouts and routines, because I had no idea what I was doing, I was on Pinterest all the time. And I created like two or three boards and I would just spend hours on Pinterest going through different exercises and movements and recipes. And it encouraged me. You would not believe how much Pinterest encouraged me. Like that's where I got half of my workouts the first year I started this, believe it or not. I've heard a lot about Pinterest, but I've never explored it to that much, that amount. Yeah. I know a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff kind of, um, use Pinterest in the beginning too um, and kind of just became pros at it um, yeah I know there's a ton of stuff on there anybody who's like struggling like I even go on Pinterest now sometimes where I'm like oh what's the stretch that's gonna help my lower back you know what I mean or like I need a, I need a new recipe for dinner tonight yeah. so it's 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 really awesome it's a great tool uh, I can definitely definitely be utilized in a positive light okay awesome and what is your like what is your advice to those who are like yourself, who are kind of pivoting, mm-hmm. um, thinking of pivoting into a new career in healthcare of some sort? Honestly, just go for it. It, it sounds so cliche, but I spent years hesitating and going back and forth and being unsure. And now looking back, I'm like, man, if I would have just did it two years ago, I'd already be certified and, you know, maybe I'd be a few years in my career, but I don't like to think like that. I I truly do believe everything happens for a reason and everything you go through in life leads you to a certain point. And even now I'm transitioning into a new career, but I have five years of marketing behind me, which is going to help me so much in the next career. So, you know, you never know where life takes you, but don't hesitate. If it's a positive change, and it's doable, you're able, like financially or whatever the case is to do it, I say go for it. You're never going to lose from gaining more knowledge or getting new certifications or exploring those passions, you know? It's never a waste. And ever all of it, like you said, all of it kind of adds up and helps each other out in a way um, or highlights the other. But uh, I loved what you said there, um, too, about that is, um, just do it because I think if you would have done it though, like a few years ago, like you kind of had to go through that grind because if you would have just went into it, perhaps you would have not been as passionate about it because you would have been still dealing with the uncertainty of whether or not you wanted to do it. Now you sound super like certain, right? Like now you're like, yeah, I'm just ready. Like now I know for sure this is what I want. Now I'm like a hundred percent sure. Where yeah, like you said, you know, a few years ago, who knows? Maybe I would have did it, and then decide I don't I don't want to do this anymore like you, you never know you just yeah. never know I suppose yeah and that's what's ha- that's what happened to me too like a few years ago I went and got my personal training certification I paid for it I wrote my exam uh, through the NASM and I just never kept it up I never trained a single client well I trained clients but not I didn't charge them mm-hmm. uh, you know because then I realized it was actually just more of a passion for me not not just something, not something I wanted to do as a career, right? So uh, it wasn't a waste. I learned a lot from it. And it's only helped build me up um, in that area. But, uh, but yeah, like you, you really kind of want to be sure that that's the direction you want to go into because it is an investment at the end of the day as well. Of course. And money. So yeah. what do you believe? I think you've kind of touched on this already, but what do you believe your unique gift will be to your clients? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think um, I'm just, honestly, I think I'm just super approachable. And I think people, I've, I've been told people are very comfortable working with me. I don't make anybody feel intimidated. And I think that's a big deal in personal training because um, when I was very, when I was overweight and just unhealthy, I would be extremely intimidated going near a personal trainer, especially if they weren't friendly or relatable or made you feel comfortable. Like, yeah, you can only do half of a push up. 
who cares? That's amazing. Great job. Next time we're going to try for a full one. You know what I mean? Like little stuff like that. So I just hope, um, I hope I can always stay super approachable and I hope others find they enjoy working with me. And I don't think that will ever leave you. I think. That's oh, yeah. I don't think so either. Well, hopefully. Yeah, no, I do. I think that's, that's what I mean when I ask people who they are. Like, I think that's part of who you are is you're yeah. an approachable person. Um, and you make everybody around you feel comfortable. So that's, uh, that will be huge uh, moving forward for you and changing your clients' lives. Definitely. Yeah. So tell us, Crystal, like we, we're going to just uh, close off now, but tell me, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah. So um, I am on Instagram right now. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Chrissy. Um, maybe, Jen, you can post somewhere in the notes just the spelling because I know there's some other similar usernames out there just so people are able to find me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm also on Instagram, or sorry, on Instagram, on Twitter as well at Crystal Sliman. So I've been trying to be more consistent with that posting, just more relatable articles, health, nutrition, just things to engage. So definitely you can find me on both of those platforms. So, so I would love to have you back once you've actually started um, treating clients, assessing clients and once yeah. maybe you're a year out into it, I would love to have you back and chat more about how that's going. Well. That would be great. I would love that. <laughs> very, great. very great. Thank you so much for coming on today, Crystal. Oh, thank you for having me. This was awesome. I appreciate it. I'll talk thank to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward. And I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jenniferGeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.